Hi everybody, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is A Date with Dateline. I am a little sick tonight. Kimberly's a little bit sick. She was a little bit sick last week too. It's it's going on as long as Lars's brother's hair goes up to the sky. That's <laughs> how long this illness is lasting. And I feel somewhat similar to the hair looks. Just straight up crap. But it's okay. We're going to get through this. This episode is called The Silhouette, which is good because it taught both Katie and I how to spell the word silhouette. No, I still don't have it. Yeah, I I still don't totally have it. There's an H in there, which is tricky. This episode is season 25, episode 37. Yeah. I remembered. I remembered. Uh Uh-huh. To look up. That's great. It is hosted by Andrea Canning, and it aired on June 16th. 2017. You are going to do the recap. Sick, we're going to do Kimberly. we're going to keep with our new format which is a short and sweet version of the recap and then we will dive into various moments that we felt were pivotal and or necessary to discuss. <laughs> so were some of them hair related? Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't I be couldn't, a date I paused line. it. This is one of those classic hair date lines. Like the that episode with the mustaches. Yeah. We're so really gifted is. and blessed when we get one of these hair episodes. This episode took place in San Antonio, Texas. This episode is about Debbie Kelly, who had a brightness in her eyes, which I think is as close to love life and lit up a room with her smile as we're going to get. It's kind of an amalgamation of the two. She was a driven career woman in the healthcare industry. She was single and divorced in her 40s. A little bit of a tiger. She's a little bit of a tiger. She. Are you saying tiger instead of cougar? I don't know. They just said that, but I wanted them to go and a cougar, but they didn't because I think think Lars was the same age as her. But I think they're using tiger in place of cougar because cougar maybe has a sexual connotation. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So Debbie Kelly bought a house and started to renovate it and she hired a contractor whom she married a year later. His name is Lars Itzo. This is her contractor husband. He is a six foot two Nordic He-Man. Their words, not ours. (laughs) At 4 a.m. one night, morning, night. October 9th, 2015. Yes. He says he hears men's voices and something going on in the house. So he jumps up out of bed. He grabs his gun. He thinks that Debbie is in bed with him. He sees a figure approaching him and he shoots. But the figure was Debbie, his wife. We get this right out of the gate. We know what happened. He shot her. We don't know why. So he goes to the police station and he's interviewed for a long time. The investigators come at him hard, especially after he fails the polygraph test that he took voluntarily. Now, they don't know what a motive would be for him to kill her. Debbie had a ton of money, but her dad was the beneficiary, not him. But apparently Debbie was getting frustrated with him kind of being a crappy contractor with projects around the house. He mostly sat around the house and watched TV, which I take offense to that because that is a totally acceptable lifestyle choice. And it doesn't mean you're accomplishing nothing, Debbie. So his... You have a podcast. Yeah, I, we have a podcast, that, which I also could do on my couch and watch TV at the same time on mute, maybe I'm watching. You don't know. Oh, I might be watching Arrested Development do reruns. It's don't possible. Do that. That could just explain why I'm so distracted. The real reason they get so suspicious, I think, is because his story keeps changing so much. 
he alters these little details, like what he saw, in what order, what he knew, what he didn't know. He's not super educated the way he sounds. He says things like, I seen a light. I <laughs> Did you catch that? Well, I think he's from Norway. I don't think he's, I don't think he's American, right? His brother and his sister are American. He had no accent. They all have a, they all three have a little bit of an accent. All three of them. I did not hear an You didn't accent. pick up on it? No. So yeah, maybe it's, it's just a, little bit a Nordic that, thing. Yeah, it's a little bit of that like Dutch accent hmm. type thing. Sorry, Norway, I don't know what they speak. Is Norwegian a language? This always drives me crazy. I get confused between the Netherlands, Norway, yeah. Belgium. Something is D- Denmark is the Netherlands. No, no. Amsterdam is in the Netherlands. Is that what you're thinking? No. The Dutch people are from Denmark. The Netherlands. And the Netherlands. So is Denmark Oliver is the from Netherlands. the Netherlands. No, Denmark is an, its own country. Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, all their own countries. But what is the Netherlands? That is a country. It's just called the Netherlands, and it's irritating because in my brain, I'm like, okay, well, is that like the United Kingdom where it kind of encompasses... England and Wales and that sort of stuff. It doesn't. The Netherlands is the name of the country. They did it on purpose hmm. to confuse stupid Americans. It's working. They did a whole It's working. They did a whole Seinfeld intro about this where they're trying to figure it out and I've memorized it, it and yet still cannot figure it out. And I have asked Oliver on multiple occasions to explain to me things and who speaks Dutch and then who has and then Swedish is its own language and then is Danish its own language? Danish or Dutch people? Danish are the people, but is Danish also a language? Because Swedish well, is Danish a language. Well, Danish and Dutch are not a country. Where are those no, people? No, but Dutch Dutch is a person. Dutch is the person that comes from the Netherlands is Dutch. There you go. Dutch is also a language. There you go. Dan- Danish, I don't think, is a language. Just a people. And a delicious pastry. Exactly. So let's focus on that. Okay. We should have had, we should have had more pastries in this episode. Yeah. There was none. Lots of athleticism. <laughs> This Lars person that we were actually supposed to be discussing before we got off a little bit off track, he says he hears this groaning and he knows it's his wife or sometimes he says he hears muffling and it's male voices and he shoots. It's his story is a little all over the place, but he's crying hysteric in the interrogation room. Although the second they leave, he stops crying and he at one point falls asleep. They charge him with manslaughter. During the trial, they talk about how he's never actually really crying. He's just faking crying. Like, at the scene, he wasn't faking crying. He wasn't covered with blood, even though he should have done CPR. His story changes a lot. They demonstrate with the gun just how close she was to him, and it's pretty close. You should also say that he is also charged with murder. He's charged with manslaughter and murder. So manslaughter implies it could have been an accident. And then two months later, they pull the murder charge. Gotcha. Something like that. Okay. Right? Okay. The uh, defense says that she was going out with friends too much. She was focusing on her work too much. She wasn't paying attention to him. She wasn't making time for him. Also, they say that she he was a little bit old-fashioned and wanted her to be more of a stay-at-home wife. He wanted her to change her last name, but she didn't. He wanted maybe them to share bank accounts, but she kept all of her money separate. She was very progressive, and he was more old-fashioned. The defense pulls in this quick parade of doofuses. It's very quick. It's just like three or four doofuses in a row, and they all say how great the marriage was. Lars, Doofy. What? Is that the plural for doofuses? Doofy. Doofy. One of the doofy had a crazy long beard. 
Then Lars yes. takes the stand. He says he heard a grumbling, which I, was it the Grinch stealing Christmas? Who is grumbling in his house? And then he just shoots without saying, hello, who is it? Is that you, my that wife? I can't. Nothing. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to Nothing. that. Nothing. So he's crying and he's shaking on the stand. He says, she was sent to me from God. If I could have made a list, she checked every box. The jury doesn't buy it. And they find him guilty on murder, not guilty on murder charges, but guilty of manslaughter. So they just didn't feel like they had enough to say that it maybe couldn't have been an accident. He still gets 15 years in jail. Andrea goes to see him in jail where he carries her picture, Debbie's picture, not Andrea's picture, although that would have been way better if he had just been like, been look better. at this picture I carry around to keep me going in jail. And it's of Andrea Gandhi. <laughs> it is so no. creepy. Uh, he carries Debbie's picture in jail. Then Lars says that he sees he saw the door closing very slowly and Andrea's like, hold up. That's the first time we've heard about the door closing. Like he's still kind of altering his story in jail. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Everyone is very sad and they miss Debbie a lot. Apparently yeah. Lars does too, but I don't know. We don't really know. Oh, yeah. Lars. Yeah. So let's talk about some important moments as we breeze through that pretty fast. So what's the first thing that you want to discuss? I would like to first discuss my OMG moment, which is okay, I'm ready. that Lars drinks a case of Dr. Pepper a day. <laughs> I think that is more important than anything that happens in the episode. There were a few really important things, but that I feel like explains a lot. Yeah. Do you think it has like his sugar addiction or maybe the crash <laughs> from sleeping for five hours was too much for his body to handle? Or what? Or his yeah, brain well, damage, like why he talks so slowly. First of all, let's break down the crime really quick because I think the Dr. Pepper addiction has something to do with the actual his state of mind at the time of the crime. There are a few mm. things that should have happened that didn't. Right? He doesn't say, "Get out of my house." He doesn't call out or do anything when he gets up from his bed with his shotgun right. to move only into the doorway of his bedroom. It's not like he even went into right. the hallway. He just stood now, there. Now, this is Texas so, where a lot it's sort of shoot first, ask questions later. But I do think that most people would say, I have a gun. I'm going to shoot you. Right. You know, get out of my house. Something. He's also terrifying in size. He's 6'2 and yes. big. He's built. He's a big yes. guy. He could scare them with sheer force. So the only way that this crime works in my mind is that the thing that caffeine does to your brain is that when you wake up at four in the morning because you hear a sound is that he's in a stupor because right. he's had no sugar, no caffeine in his system. So when he grabs his gun, his eyes aren't adjusting to the light. That's the only way that I can make sense is that he didn't even see how tall the shape was that was three feet in front of him. He just... He was so out of it from being woken up that he just shot. Well, you know, is that I diet drinks can have that sort of blurry vision. I don't know if regular sodas could, but it does make sense. Someone on Twitter said it's so if he sugar. had been binging on carrots instead of Dr. Pepper, his vision, she might still be alive right now, basically. And then another person made the excellent point. He drinks a case of Dr. Pepper a day. Wouldn't you think he gets up like every hour to pee anyways? So he's used to roaming that oh, that's house a in really the dark. Good point. I thought that was interesting too. That's a really yeah, good point. Yeah. So the case of Dr. Pepper, I loved Andrea's expression because you know Andrea like does not let her children have sodas and she is so disgusted. And then he is like pounding it in that interrogation room. 
Like, I've never seen someone so thirsty. That, to me, that he had to have the Dr. Pepper in the interrogation room. Also, first of all, I was sort of like, how do they have Dr. Pepper at the police station? It's not like a common thing. It's not like that's. Coke. I thought that, too. Pe- we have it in our office because you know- we happen to have a Dr. Pepper fiend. But I did think usually you'd have, like, Coke, Diet Coke, and maybe a caffeine-free option. They have right. a well-stocked... But you. Maybe it's a vending machine at the police station. I'm going to tell you, I found out why. Because I looked up Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was first made in Waco, <gasps> there Texas. There you go. So Texas has Dr. Pepper. If like the thing is made in, I'm sure it's part of that Texas mm-hmm. pride thing that we will never know that Dr. Pepper's their drink because it's Texas pride. Dr. Pepper. I got it. But that because I couldn't figure out, I honestly thought maybe they went to 7-Eleven <laughs> to get him a Dr. Pepper. I was like, is he that? Is he a diva? How do you get the Dr. Pepper? I will in not there talk with this stupid unless I have Dr. Pepper. If you bring me a Shasta, and then the, you're getting nothing from me. It. The blood on the hand with the Dr. Pepper, though. Can you yes. talk about that? So that he's taken a sip of that Dr. Pepper and he sees that he has blood on his hands and he kind of casually wipes it on his pants. He would never have even noticed it if he hadn't taken the Dr. Pepper. But I will get a little bit more into that later when I talk about something else. But yes, the Dr. Pepper really was a nice tie-in through the whole episode. It really did keep coming up. Yeah. Oh, someone on Twitter said they're going to call him the Dr. Pepper Killer. That will be his new nickname in prison. He's like, oh, we got the Dr. Pepper Killer in there. Everyone, every killer yeah. needs a catchphrase. Is that his own personal hell, though, that he yeah. can't get Dr. Pepper I don't know. We don't know. Is that is it? I mean, on I Watch 60 Days In, that show where they're in prison, they seem to have a lot of, like, punch or juice, something in, like, a big Gatorade cooler. Might just be water. I don't know. They get And they get those cup of noodles. But those guys could probably figure out how to brew some Dr. Pepper in their, like, latrine toilet things where they brew moonshine and stuff. You can't brew Dr. Pepper It's in all chemicals. That's true. You got to really figure. Uh, you if anyone could out. do it, it's Lars and that big brain of his. <laughs> I'm obviously joking. <laughs> he is. He's, he's a smart man. Head. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I had some other uh, key moments that I'd like to go over, if that's all right with you. Yes, I please. don't care. I'm going to go ahead with or without you on this. Sorry. I'm just kidding. We're partners. I'll just lean back. Okay. The 911 call is where Lars, I felt like, really showcased his huge vocabulary skills and empathy and acting range. So first he starts with, I'm a male. She's a female. To which the 911 operator goes, I know. Duh. Please I didn't hear on. that one. I didn't hear the shit. It's really good because they do the subtitles and the 911 operator goes, I know. Uh. <laughs> it's so good. So then he goes into... Oh, I don't think she's breathing, damn it. Lots of damn it's. And then like a, oh, oh, man. Yeah, oh, man, got me. In this kind of like, aw, shucks tone. I can't. To which I usually save Twitter for later, but Lady Vava 76 said, aw, man, is something you say when you end up with the collapsed souffle. Totally, yes. Oh, man. And then he says, right in the freaking chest. But it's friggin'. 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 Friggin', because they subtitle that too. And they do F-R-I-G-G-I-N apostrophe. And it wasn't bleeped or inserted as friggin'. He said right in the friggin'. As in where he shot his wife. Just to clarify, that's what happened in the friggin' chest. Not like, oh, I spilled coffee on myself right on my friggin' chest. Right on my friggin' shirt. Yeah, no. You shot your wife in her friggin' chest. 
And then he says, I thought there were multiple people in the house. And oh, this is when they go into the police station and they say, is she cheating? Do you think anyone's cheating? And he says, no, sir. I trust her complicitly. And then he goes, completely. (laughs) That was an interesting slip of the tongue. I don't know if he knows what complicit means. Right. But when he's around law enforcement, he tended to say, sir and ma'am. He All tended the time. to try to sound smarter. And yeah, he did it to Andrea. Words. Yes, he, he did it to Andrea. Yeah. He tried to use smarter words. Like, so he was trying to say completely and he said complicitly because it was a bigger word, but it was wrong. Totally and then wrong. they say, I hate to tell you, but she's deceased. To which he utters a very slow and drawn out, damn it. That's all. Damn it. Damn it, Janet. His reactions are so inappropriate for the moment that's happening. Yes. You would think that you'd be the most frantic at the beginning of the 911 call. And instead, that's when he's the most calm and then increasingly gets a little more spazzy. And then also, you think that you'd be the most upset when they tell you that she's passed. Right. It's almost like he had practiced but then forgotten and then halfway through the 911 call remembered that he was supposed to be frantic. So all of a sudden just goes frantic. Yeah. But then forgot again when they told her that she was dead because she was shot in her freaking chest. So that tends to happen. You know, it occurred to me, we didn't get any time of death on this, did we? Of like, if the body had been there longer. Right. You know? They, yeah, they do. It's a two, it's a, in a two hour, they would have gone into that. But these one hours, they don't. So we don't know you're saying if he called immediately after the shots were fired. Or when the neighbors heard the gunshot, things like that. I feel like that's kind of important in something like this. Did he call immediately after or did he wait six minutes? Mm -hmm. Because if so, what was he doing in those six minutes? Because he certainly wasn't covered in blood. Mm -hmm. Good point. He was, you know, he wasn't trying to save her, Mm -hmm. which is also crazy to me. Well, I don't know. If someone's shot in the chest, I'm like, what do you do? I guess you put your hands over the... I would. If you were shot in the chest, I'd put my hand over the wound to try to stop the bleeding. I would start laughing because it's so close to my boobies. You wouldn't laugh. I'd be like, don't touch me in my boobies. I'd be saving I'd rather life. die oh my. than you touch my boobies. I'm so embarrassed. Don't look at my cleavage, Katie. Look away oh as you save my life. That would be my reaction. I have inappropriate reactions, though. Just like You'd be Lars. like Lars. Just like yeah. Lars. I know. I wanted to talk a little bit about the prosecutor (laughs) because he has waited his entire life to be on Dateline. So much. He has wanted to be the funniest lawyer they had ever had and thought they were going to ask him back to do commentary in future episodes. Yeah, I think he's trying to take Andrea's job. So it's either Carl Alexander or Leo Gonzalez. It's one of those two. Dateline really needs to get on that. They need to put a little little tagline on the bottom. Yes. You're right. And they should bring it back throughout the episode because then you have to go back to the beginning and go, what was this person's name? They only said it once at the beginning. Yeah, I know. So the prosecutor guy, first of all, he compares Lars's crying face at the trial. He thinks he's faking. His face gets all red. He compares the face to his child pooping (laughs) in his diaper and uses the expression bearing down. And I know that Andrea has children herself, but she yeah. keeps it way classier than Poop Talk on Dateline. If you remember a few weeks ago, we didn't even want her to say butt dial. Don't give me that crap because Andrea thought that was funny. Andrea <laughs> looked del- she looked delighted. She goes, I... well, that's a Dateline first. <laughs> she was so excited. 
Because she didn't know. I don't think she knew that he was going to say that. I was sort of like, is that where he's going with this? Because he starts off like, look, I have small children. And yes. I, I thought he was going to say, I have small children. This is their faking crying look. <sighs> like when they're about to throw a tantrum and they're faking. Instead, he goes for the pooping. But in this prosecutor's defense, Lars, that scene in the courtroom with Lars like shaking and turning red. That was baloney. Yeah. We know and it did look like he now. was taking the biggest crap ever. Well, that Mountain Dew, I mean, Dr. Pepper, that Dr. Pepper oh, does man. not help you stay regular. So right. it probably is a constipator. Oh, yeah. So it was his time of the month to go. <laughs> yes, he goes once a month. The prosecutor <laughs> then, when he talks about the blood on his hands, on Lars's hands, when he's drinking the Dr. Pepper and he sees the blood and he wipes it off, he's like... He just wipes it off on his pants. No big deal. A little Debbie. It's cool. I do. A little <laughs> Debbie. A, a delicious product, but not appropriate. Hmm. And the other prosecutor laughs and they're both joking around like, yeah, it's cool. Little Debbie. No big deal. Just br- brush it off your shirt. A little bit of your wife Debbie's blood is on your pants. Yeah, and then I felt like the prosecutor was a little bit of a drama queen when he's talking about the gun being pointed at him in court. It is being held by a trained professional and is empty. But he's like, my pulse was racing. I was terrified when that gun was was pointed at you. I didn't buy it. You didn't think he did well, though? I was like, well, if you're this is your moment on Dateline. He he went for it. You got to give him some credit. But I think he was trying a bit too hard. Okay. That's what I felt like. He was trying to impress Andrea. Maybe it worked. I don't think it did, but you seem to think it did. I've never seen her full, real smile. It was the one time we saw it that episode. She was like, <laughs> she was I'm going to tweet her and ask her because she okay. liked one of my comments this week. She liked one of your comments? Yes, she did. They tweeted a promo video for the episode and mm-hmm. the music was like crazy rock music. And I said, this music is intense. It's like Andrea's narrating a Rush video. And she <laughs> she liked it. Yeah. That's really exciting. All right, cool. we're moving up I'm in the world. I'm pretty cool. This so is good. do you have any other key moments you want to talk about? It's probably the same one that you need to talk about. Well, I wanted to talk about the classic Dateline moments. There were a couple of them. When are we getting to the hair? Oh, we'll get there. So this classic Dateline moment, which happens a lot with Andrea, is she loves to go back to a crime scene and she loves the CSI stuff. She will get down on the floor with the investigators and like pose in the position of the dead body. She loves that. But Lars's brother wanted her to do this reenactment with him at four in the morning. She's like, you felt that it was important for us to be here at four in the morning. Four in the morning. <laughs> she, she is not happy. She has kids, y'all. And she not. looks so good. She looks like a million dollars at four the in the time. morning. Yeah. She doesn't look that way by getting up regularly at 4 a.m. She needs mm-hmm. her beauty sleep. She does. It's true. And she's really well dressed for 4 a.m. And really walking is. through an empty house. So they turn out the lights. She says she can see this silhouette of Ken, the brother, and she can kind of tell how tall he is. That's the first thing she notices right off the bat. And Debbie was shorter. Debbie was really short. This is why Lars's thing doesn't make any sense at all, because Debbie's 5'3". Yeah. And Lars is 6'2". You know it's your wife. Also, I I noticed that that room was, like, empty, and I felt like in their bedroom there probably was an alarm clock that gave off some light, like an alarm clock radio or a cell phone Mm. 
or something that would give off some mm. more light. And that room was empty. Sure. Yeah. So then the other classic Dateline moment I loved, which had nothing to do with the episode, and that's why I loved it, because sometimes they put in this stock footage, and you don't know why, and it was this time-lapse footage of tourists' feet visiting the Alamo. Did you notice this? Oh my gosh, when was that? It was right when they came back from a commercial. I don't know what the point was. It's fast time-lapse of the Alamo and tourists walking around is the point to show that the Alamo gets a lot of foot traffic? Is it to show that even after Debbie's dead, tourists still visit San Antonio and go to the Alamo? If I die, I don't want them to show footage of tourists visiting Universal Studios or the Burbank Mall. Yeah, that's true. I don't don't want to see people having fun. I like Hollywood and Highland. Like, yeah, going on a bungee. Yes, putting their hands in the in the in the in the handprints and stuff. Yeah, no. Well, all while Kimberly's dead, and it's fast to show how many visit there. Yeah, she was an LA girl. Superman. Yeah, no. (laughs) She was an LA girl. No, I I don't get it. I mean, we okay. It's San Antonio. The Alamo is there. That's that was the connection. I guess they had some footage of the Alamo, and they wanted to use it, so they they just threw it in there. All right, are we moving into fashion police or are we Please. moving into alternative theories? God, no, let's do fashion. Okay. Joan just, Rivers Fashion Police. Just what let's start with the top and work down and let's start with Ken. Okay. So Ken is Lars's brother. Yep. And he has a wall of golden <laughs> hair that sticks straight up like a cornfield. Like children of the corn would come running out of it to murder you. It's like Biff in Back to the Future a little bit. Like times 10. Right? Very proud of it. Some on Twitter called it a flat top. It was the flattest of flat tops. I. It was, you could put a can of Dr. Pepper on top of his head. Done. Oh, I bet they did that and practiced walking and balancing. Because you'll notice that Lars also adopts. His brother's style. Yes. Like a smaller version. Okay. So it's insane. So Lars's hair also kept changing. It was long when he met Debbie. And then I feel like she made him cut it because she's like a businesswoman. And then when she died, he grew it right out again. Because when he's arrested, it's really long. But then he goes to jail and they make him cut it. But he tries to do his brother's high top thing in jail but it's still too short which is just like sad it's like i think he had penis envy or something like he he and his brother had this competition who could have the longest hair so ken's was going straight up long and lars's was going straight down long so they're both long but in different directions and then when lars went to prison he was like i I gotta be just like my brother and make my mom proud but he failed miserably because it wasn't nearly as high I think you might be a little bit wrong on that. I think that actually Ken is trying to imitate Lars because what Ken's hair is doing, that long, that long flat top, it just hasn't gotten long enough for it to flop yet. He's Mm. growing it out. I don't think anybody wants a wall of hair like that. I don't think that's a personal style choice. I think he's just trying to let it grow, but it's going to go through this. I think, honestly, Dateline filmed at the awkward phase of his hair, growing out to be like Lars's long hair. I did at some point think that he was a little bit jealous of his brother. Like his brother is Lars. He's very tall and meaty. And so he Handsome. probably was. Yeah, maybe. I don't, not to me. But Not to me. But No. 
But I bet Lars got more attention when they went out in public. So yeah. Ken was like, what can I do to get more attention I'm than Lars? I'm going to have a wall of hair straight up to God. <laughs> and even God will be like, that is bristling at the bottom of my neck, Ken. Can you please shorten it a little? Because it's too tall. It's so tall. It was so tall. Oh, there was some more hair, too. Did you notice Debbie's oh, yeah. dad? Moving again on your theory about how Debbie wanted Lars to cut his hair, possibly. She might have an aversion to long hair because mm. her dad sported a ponytail. There you go. And it was gray. He's an older gentleman. It was short on top, like real mullet, because real from the mullet. front, you couldn't see the ponytail. So from the front, he looks like a normal dad. Business. And then he turns to the side, and you're like, what is that? That's a party. Yeah, yeah that's a party in the back. That's what that <laughs> is. You're thinking she didn't like it, maybe, and was like, ew, Lars, you're reminding me of my dad. Absolutely. I also think that dad probably really wanted to wear his mullet down and I thought his whole outfit was a little off to me because he sort of had this mustard shirt with a blazer thrown on top that didn't really match and I could just hear the mom Kellyanne just say Jim Jim you're gonna put on that blazer and your hair's going back she just was this is dateline she just wanted him to look nice and fresh for the cameras and the dad is dad's a mullet sporter I could almost think that maybe when his daughter married Lars, he was like, this guy is really cool. I'm going to grow my hair out and be just like this guy. Honey, do you think I could pull off what Lars is pulling off? She's like, no, honey, no, you cannot pull that off. You're embarrassing everyone. He's like, come on, Lars looks so cool. My cool new son-in-law. And he's all beefy. And he started going to the gym and growing his hair out long to be more like his son-in-law Lars. And then the compromise was, how about if I cut it short in the front so mm-hmm. you can't see until I turn to the side that I yeah. have a ponytail? So his yeah. his wife said, okay, as long as it's short in the front, not realizing that she was creating the mullet monster. Yes, she fully created a mullet monster. That's amazing. Oh, that poor wife. Poor wife. She was mm-hmm. darling, though. I liked her. She was very cute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, can we talk a little bit about yeah. Andrea's fashion? Andrea had a lot of great clothes in this episode. These white pants that she wears, and put, she was backlit. She yeah. is so impossibly tiny in her silhouette. <laughs> how? Just how? I don't even know how. She works out. She She's does. Fit. What did you think of her red star shirt that was kind of like America? Maybe for the 4th of July coming up? Eh. No? Not your favorite. It was a little too cartoony for Andrea. It was a little cartoony because I loved the sweater before with like the little ruffle up near the collar and the three button. I thought that was pretty. But really, the white jeans got me this episode. I wrote down how to really wear a white jean by Andrea Canning. And she just Mm -hmm. needs to put out a fashion book. This is how Mm -hmm. you wear a white jean, folks. Mm -hmm. With a bone colored platform shoe. Now, when she went to the church and she was wearing that shirt with the ruffles... Totally mm-hmm. appropriate. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to visit Lars in jail, and she did look radiant, 
but that purple silk tank top was showing a little bit of skin and I think it was a little too much for being around all those locked up men. Yeah. And it was a little bit like on Arrested Development when Lindsay goes to jail. Yeah. And I was like, Andrea, you don't need to do that. You're better than that. Well, it's also bizarre because she doesn't often wear sleeveless tops at all. So, so when am I going to wear all one? Of a, sudden... a jail. Perfect sense. In Texas, this would have been the perfect time for a black button down shirt. Yes. Or just yes. something really simple. right? Or the Not... church shirt was Ruffles high neck. She showed no Anything. skin there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't quite get that. What did you have any alternative theories here? I didn't have alternative theories as much because we know that he did it. I just oh, had I did. Oh. use your imagination, Katie. The answer you think is Cody you gotta the dog keep did questioning. It? That was one theory, but I'm tossing did... it now since you're mocking me. Okay, I'm not. I, it's fine. Did you think it was weird that he took the dog blanket with him to the police station? Well, the thing that bothered me, first of all, was they said that her beloved dog was sleeping on the floor. And to me, that made me sad. I don't judge people who are dog owners and don't snuggle monkey with their dogs all night. I cuddle monkey with my dog all night long. And he would never sleep on the floor. He would not stand for that. He's looking at me right now, giving me shade. Like, don't even think about it. So there, her beloved dog was sleeping on the floor. And I thought, oh, that's kind of sad for that poor dog. But then I saw the blanket at the police station. And it was very plush and big yeah. and cozy I'm sure looking. he has a little thing that he likes to sleep down there. And yeah. Have his so little, then I yeah. didn't feel so badly. But yeah. why on earth it would that be what Lars would grab? Do you think he was trying to cloak some sort of scent or DNA? No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, no. I think that they sort of, no, they don't even sort of. They allude to the whole time about how lazy Lars is. He's a lazy (laughs) guy. I think he grabbed the first thing he could find and didn't want to grab a fresh blanket. (laughs) Oh, use this red one. Getting a real window into their future divorce proceedings. And he always sits around on the couch watching TV with the dog blanket around him. Mm-hmm. Smelling like dog. He won't even get up off the couch. Yeah, that's I, I can see that for sure. Okay, I'm interested in your alternative theories, though, that involve another murderer. Okay, so I think one possibility was that that one friend of Debbie's that they kept interviewing separately. Yeah, who? why wasn't she in the tennis group? Exactly. Why was she such a good friend that she had spent the night at their house often? These are grown women. That is true. Why are they sleeping at each other's houses? So I feel like maybe Mm. there was a little loving going on between Debbie and that friend Mm -hmm. who is clearly in love with her because she thinks Debbie is incredible. And Debbie's hot. I'm not going to deny it. She's in good shape. She was pretty. Debbie was cute. Yeah, Yeah. she's adorable. Really pretty smile. Yeah. So I hope I'm not impugning her character by saying that I think this friend was totally in love with her. And they were doing some hanky-panky like in the living room, which is why when Lars got up, he thought he heard multiple voices. (gasps) Because she was saying goodbye to her Uh female And then when Debbie comes back to the bed, he shoots and the friend just bolts like just leaves yeah okay so that's theory number one really good theory i like that a lot theory number two is that debbie said enough is enough you have to choose it is either me or the dr pepper (laughs) she took all of his dr pepper she pours it down the sink like you do with an alcoholic just can by can pouring it down the sink and he is weeping on the kitchen floor as he watches his beloved Dr. Pepper go down the drain. 
he thinks he's going to be fine with it. They go to bed, but he's just in his head, just going, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Then I don't know if he got up for to find his hidden stash of Dr. Pepper and she caught him because he had it hidden in a safe or something or underneath the cabinet. He has a he built a he's a contractor. He built like a hidden wall so that he could ha- move a bookcase and have a whole a Dr. Whole, Pepper room, like, a, All right. hun- a whole bunker just for Dr. Pepper in case the doomsday comes. And she caught him and she said, you promised me that you two would choose me over the Dr. Pepper. And that's when the fight breaks out and then he kills her because he wasn't willing to give it up. And that's why he drank it so eagerly at the police interrogation because he was like, I'm back together with my Dr. Pepper. I I thought I was going to have to give it up, but now we can be together again. That's really, so it's really, it's not a love story between a man and a woman. It's a love story between a man and his soft drink. A man and his can. That is the love story. <laughs> I couldn't have said it any less romantically than that. That's really good. <laughs> what, do, do you have any uh, better titles than, yeah, than they had? Than Silhouette with an H that shouldn't be there? I do. I did. I really wanted to when we were coming up with that A Little Debbie pastry. I wanted to bring that full circle to Danish because he's from Norway. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could. I'm just putting my intention out there that a great alternative title. It's there. Would have been it's at the tip of our tongue. Tying tying those two together, but I just couldn't do it. So I had. Oh, I had. I had some some tennis ones. I don't know why I wrote that. Okay, I have courting disaster, a tale of love and murder in and off the court. Mm. So it plays on the tennis court and yeah. the trial court, and then I have. Oh, that's this good. Was, I didn't catch I, that. This, this is my favorite one. 40 love game set murder that's really you really liked the tennis part well because 40 love also she was in her 40s when they got married it all worked it fell it fell in my lap so that's (laughs) also quick note i did also want to mention that the investigators that they kept talking about they're part of something called the lone star fugitive task force why dateline did not talk about that that's who arrested him that's who yeah, that's what they're called, the Lone Star Fugitive Task Force. I love it. They need their own I, show. They need their own show, yeah. So I have that not as an alternative title, but possibly another show that then we can get that prosecutor who really wants to He really be wants funny. to be a star, yeah. He did. He wanted to be famous. What did you have? I'm ready. Um, Remember the Alamo. <laughs> because they clearly wanted us to. Okay, we got it. We remember. <laughs> Children of the Corn Hair. And the worst soda advertisement since Kendall Jenner handed that cop a Pepsi. That's That's true. What about I'm a pepper, you're a murderer? Is that good? Do you remember the I'm a pepper campaign? I was trying to think of what the commercial was. That's what it it. was. I'm I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Is that how it went? Yeah. So it's I'm a pepper, you're a murderer. I love that. Because you can do your. You can make t-shirts, actually. That would be funny to make that t-shirt. Yes. I bet Dr. Pepper wouldn't let you. Because I didn't know Dr. Pepper's owned by Snapple. Do you know that? They're the same. Oh, interesting. Maybe the Snapple lady did it. She wanted to get back in the news somehow because we haven't seen her in a long time. Remember the Snapple lady? Something happened to her. Did she (gasps) freak out somewhere? Am I thinking of something else? Did she get arrested? I could see her getting arrested just for something like tax evasion. I thought it was more like something she freaked out in a Target. I don't know. Oh, I could see am I make? Am I slandering the Snapple lady? It's possible, I'm gonna look but it we up, slander everyone on this show. We need lawyers. We need to hire this the prosecutor. We have a lawyer. 
We have a lawyer. Oh, okay. She kind can, of. She can, yeah. okay. I don't know. Okay. We have one friend who practices law, which basically <laughs> means we have a lawyer <laughs> if we get sued. Okay. Are we are we at tweets? Is it yeah, tweet? let's or is see it MVP? Who... Do you have an MVP? Oh, real quick? oh, I totally forgot about my MVP. So mm-hmm. I think my MVP for sure. I thought Andrea did a wonderful mm-hmm. job, and I thought Ken, the brother, finally got attention away from his brother Lars. And I thought that was a real win for him because if you looked at Twitter, it was just ablaze with talks of his hair. Barely any of it was about. So your brother commits a murder allegedly and you mm-hmm. steal the show with your haircut with your hair mm-hmm. i mean that's a win great job ken my loser would be lars just yeah. lars and maybe dr pepper <laughs> yeah i think i think that's all fair i don't you don't think kellyanne and jim the parents they were cute they were very cute but the ponytail i, I liked know. the mom thing going glasses. on and she had rose colors glasses yeah, I really liked her glasses. She was adorable. Okay, I'll say the mom too. But okay, Andrea great. did great because she saw that hair. She heard about the Dr. Pepper. She had to listen to that poop joke. She <laughs> did it all. And at four in the morning. She four in the to, morning. She did it all looking gorgeous and professional and asked great questions. She pressed Lars about why his story kept changing. She did. She's, she's great. Twitter, should we go to Twitter? Yes, please. What do we have? What are top? What do you have? Top five? What do you got? I might be a little more, just because his hair was so glorious. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Give him, give him to me. Okay, Dana Sand said, "Lars, whispering into can of Dr Pepper. It's done, my darling. Now it's just you and me forever." <laughs> Clearly, I'm fantastic. Says, Lars's lawyer. I need you to cry real tears. Pretend they are discontinuing Dr. Pepper forever. That was the pretrial prep. I think that that for sure happened. In regards to Lars being on the stand testifying Mm -hmm. for two and a half hours, Rebecca Crook said two and a half hours without a Dr. Pepper. They were not letting up. No, this was a good one. Dateline producer said, Lars said on the stand, he walked towards the hallway, then went back for the gun. And the prosecutor thought that was a major alteration of his story and went after him for it. That's major. That's Because he said that he woke up, grabbed the gun, and went for the... Yes. He's now saying he walked all the way to the hallway, or towards the hallway, and then turned around and went back for the gun. I can't believe he just got manslaughter. I don't know. I, I don't know if they can prove it. That it what best case scenario he's an incredibly reckless gun owner and deserved to go to prison for that. So I'm yeah. happy with that. I mean, you yeah. say hello, who is it? Yeah. If so you're in you a horror something. movie, you go, is someone there? You gotta say something. But also, did she not see the silhouette of her husband with a shotgun? And, and when she say, right, honey, it's me. Yeah, I had that problem. That was a problem for me. There's that a nobody six foot said two words. man. Right, no one said words or. I mean, okay, so you're married now. If you get up and he's not there, do you kind of feel in the bed if it's not if he's not there? No, you guys have no I'm connection. Refuse, I'm refusing to answer that question it's on the ground that I'm embarrassed about how much light on I sleep with. I sleep with <laughs> a lot of lights on. I watch a lot of scary stuff. Yeah, you watch Dateline while you're falling asleep. I watch a lot of scary stuff. I have a lot of lights on. <laughs> so you would know regardless. And there's always like know. 10 cats around. 
so they would know someone would yeah i also i feel bad i waste a lot of energy all right move along (laughs) you need to get a solar panel panel roof just for your electricity bill right now i can't afford solar panels it pays off in a few years they do but i think up front it's a bazillion dollars that's true Kelly at Budini says, wait, these people named their kids Ken, Christy, and Lars? Weird. Right? Weird. Ken is like a Ken doll, the most generic. Christy is, I think this one was a little older, but such a 70s, 80s name. Kenneth Kristen. Lars. You're Lars now. Is, Is it possible that Lars was born in Norway? And then Kenneth and Christy were born in the United States later? Well, that would certainly explain some of the hair competition that goes on betwixt them. Because they were born in different countries. Like, one might have had dual passport, got special attention because he was from somewhere else. And that's why they were always trying to one-up each other with the hair. That's what I think happened. So, uh, what else do we have? If someone could... Okay, Christina, Salmon Creek Arts. If someone could Photoshop Josh Mankiewicz's face on a pic of that hair guy, that would pretty much make my weekend. Did someone do it? No, not yet. I'm waiting. I don't know how to do things like that. Do you? Was everyone shocked? No, I wish, because then we'd have Instagram going. But was everyone shocked with the hair? Oh my God, the the hair was all people could talk about. People were obsessed. It floored me. It flo- I wrote, what the hell is Ken's hair in all caps from the minute he came on. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't look away. Jordan Pope Roush said, Dateline killing me bringing Bart Simpson on last night. <laughs> Tim Allen Campbell said, he has to have a hairdo like that or his brother would mistake his shadow for a burglar. Can't mistake that shadow. So he thinks he grew that hair as a sort of as a protection a protection so that his okay. brother who is known to shoot people in the dark, in the dark. <laughs> would know that it was him immediately uh. my favorite tweet was bony scribe who said who wore it better dude from da- last night's dateline or a paintbrush and has a picture of so a straight good. up paintbrush from like the website of home depot that's wonderful and it's brilliant they look exactly the same. There were also it a lot of so um, a like comparison it. to Johnny Bravo, that cartoon, which I had to Google, but it's perfect. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. No, his that hair was, was the focus. Hair. A lot of people commented that if they were in that jury, they would have to be recused because they couldn't stop looking at his hair. <laughs> they wouldn't be paying attention to anything else. The Dr. Pepper made a big impact, too. Some people commented on how he was having trouble crying. It's because his body is solely liquid Dr. Pepper at this point. (laughs) And, like, if his tears came out, they would be Dr. Pepper tears. So those two things, I think, were, like, the stars of the episode, were the hair and the Dr. Pepper, for sure. They were really good things, though. Yeah. I wanted to rub my hand on the top of the guy's flat top. Do you think it was Didn't soft? You? It soft. And bristle? Yeah. Like, so- like soft bristles? Yeah, like soft bristles. Yeah. That's what I felt. I could see that. I felt like it would be. I just wanted to comment on the fact that we had an episode a few weeks back called A Shot in the Dark. Yeah. That we made a lot, many, many comments about how that was a terrible name for that episode. Yeah. Because there were so many other things they could have called it. But this episode is so- literally... A shot in the dark. A shot in the dark. Yeah. And they had to name it the silhouette because, damn it, they had just used a shot in the dark. I think... They, they need to communicate yes, a dateline. the producers like, of hey, different storylines. You're right. Or they could yeah. have called it a shot in the dark pepper. Darkter? Dark. Dark. Like that. 
and then the episode title. <laughs> you just punned. You just punned. I know. I just punned really badly. Oh, so okay. badly. Just say it. What did you rate this episode? I gave this episode a 3.7 because it wasn't a 4. I'm not. I'm just not giving any of the hour episodes that high of a rating. Yeah. But there was some good stuff. I was, I was going to give it a 3, but now after we've discussed it, I like it more. And I'm giving yeah. it a 3.5 out of 5 cell phone pings because I do get frustrated when we never actually know if something's an accident or not. We yeah. will literally never know unless he confesses. We can yeah. totally assume one way or the other, but he needs to say someone needs to hold him hostage and hold some Dr. Pepper over his head. And then yeah. maybe he will tell us the actual truth. But other than that, we won't know. And I get frustrated. But we got to have some great hair. I don't know. I think they the Dateline set it up that you think that he did it on purpose. You think his motive was to actually kill her. But even when I did some outside research, I couldn't find anything mm. that said either way. So, well, there are lots of was it an accident, accidental shootings. There are lots of them. Yeah. Like Oscar P- Pistorius. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's basically the same that, case. That was on purpose. That was on purpose. We think. Okay. I mean, I... Allegedly. allegedly <laughs> but again, we don't totally know. I mean, mm. unless he says it. It's pretty obvious one way or the other. I'm not going to say which one, but... Do you think that this was obvious, though? Do you think for sure with 100% certainty that Lars did it on purpose? No. Meaning there. I think he could hard... just be that dumb and that yeah. bad of a, a gun owner. Yeah, he could just be that, and he could just also be that kind of a sleeper, where he wakes up and he's, that almost doesn't work, though. Even when I say it, I feel like when you're scared, you're alert immediately. Right. Because you have adrenaline going. So maybe he's just an adrenaline guy, and his adrenaline's all out of whack because of the massive amounts of caffeine. Well, when, then who were these voices that made him so alert? Did she have the TV on or something, but we don't know about it? Like, who were these male voices that he thought he heard? Or was it the friend and he right? did not want to be cuckolded? That's what I That's said. I he said. didn't want to be cuckolded by two lesbians. Right, because he was a traditionalist. Yes, exactly. So they kept saying that. And so mm-hmm. that was a really good theory. Mm-hmm. I like that. And she's so progressive and fit. Why did she marry him? I don't know. Did it seem like she even liked him? No, because what did they possibly talk about? If he's sounds like he sounded in those interviews, what did they possibly mm-hmm. talk about? And he wasn't even a good contractor. He couldn't even fix things yeah. well around the house. Yeah, that was she weird when they started just... showing all of these projects that he didn't finish. He was like arm candy, I think, for her. She had this trophy husband that I do not find attractive at all. But maybe she did. He looked attractive in some of the pictures, though. Yeah, that's this true. This Nordic, mm-hmm. like... A Nordic he-man. I get it. Yeah. I just don't think that she needed it. It's 2015 when this happened. I don't think exactly. that a woman in her 40s focused on her career and doing well that got promoted to a vice president needs a Nordic arm candy. So, But maybe Texas is different. Texas. The pressure there. Also, maybe she's going through a sexual awakening. Stop. Don't say that. Well, that's the women terrible, in their 30s and phrase. 40s. I don't their like sexual that peak. That's like lover. <laughs> she was peaking. Her sexual peak. All right. That's enough for us tonight. No, we're we're going to leave it with that. <laughs> Do you have something else to say? I want to say, please subscribe to us, despite everything you've heard tonight. Follow us on Twitter. Click on iTunes and find us. And don't forget to review us. Please write something and give us good stars, or you'll be forced to go to a barber and request the Lars's brother. That's a threat for you. He has a name. His name is Ken. Go to barber and request the Ken, or review us on iTunes. Which one do you want to do? 
it seems like the choice is pretty obvious. Uh, and I'd like to say, don't watch alone. Watch with our silhouettes that are not as perfect as Andrea's in white pants. Yeah. 